guys! Welcome to episode 7 of the Solitary Heathen Witch Podcast. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you guys my solitary practice. Ways I incorporate my witchcraft into my everyday life and how I practice as a solitary witch. I am a solitary witch, so this means I do not practice within a coven, I practice on my own. I don't have a lot of information about being in a coven or joining covens or anything like that. I chose to be solitary for a couple of reasons and I do want to share that with you guys. So I do battle a little bit with my mental health. I have anxiety and occasional depression and... I get anxiety in large groups. I don't like going out in events or anything. I'm more of a homebody. So I prefer to practice on my own. I like my practice to be a little bit more private and personal for me. I also struggle a little bit with the fear of opinions of others. And I know I shouldn't care what others think, but it's not so much for myself. It's more for my children. Um, my children do have their other side of the family that are very strong Christians. So I have fear of what they will think or things they'll say, or if they'll distance from us knowing what my beliefs are. So I don't want those decisions of mine to affect my children and their relationships in any way. Um... I really like I believe like I shouldn't have this fear but I still do so I'm what a lot of witches will call still that I'm still in the broom closet when I very first started practicing I kept it to myself um, and then I would pack all my stuff into a hope chest and I would keep it all put away and then whenever I would decide to open a circle or perform a ritual or spell I would bring it all out and then always packed it all back up I didn't really show any of that witchy aesthetic because I didn't want people to know I I, you know I did have that fear of being judged I had a lot of insecurities growing up so I kind of didn't really want to add to anything Um, some people kind of thought I was already weird enough. And in my first episode, I shared when I told my mom and my mom, you know, told me and also my cousins. So there were a couple of times where we would get together to do some rituals or spells. And this was okay because it was more personal, like it was close family and we would do a couple things together, but... I honestly prefer to do a lot of my stuff on my own. Okay, so one time um, it was my mom, my cousin, and my aunt that I had mentioned in one of my first episodes. We decided to get together for a full moon ritual. And we decided to do this kind of out in the woods, um, in the middle of nowhere, and... It was very powerful. It was very strong and it felt so much energy. 
especially with a clear sky and the full moon lighting up everything. And then afterwards, uh, what was funny was kind of like we realized where we were, it was dark, and we <laughs> there was not much cell phone service, and there was, you know, possibly wild animals around us. So we decided to pack up real quick and leave, but that by far was one of my greatest moments um, practicing with others. And then there was a time where I had gotten together with my cousin and aunt to try to rid the negative energy inside their home. And I always liked making my own spells. I liked to look up what I had and what would work for a particular spell. And I always liked writing it my own because it always felt more personal and more powerful um, when I had created it myself. My cousin was experiencing a lot of night terrors and there was a lot of weird things going on in the house, a lot of negative energy. So I had put together a spell to try to get rid of that negative energy that was there and we also saged the house. And after that, my cousin stopped having these nightmares and the energy in the home, it just felt a lot better. Like, you know, you weren't scared to be there alone anymore. Now, when my husband and I first started dating, we had already been friends for a couple years. So it was easy for me to sit down and tell him that I was a pagan. And he took it way better than I'd expected especially because he comes from a Christian family and he had attended church and he was very open-minded to everything he asked a lot of questions because he wanted to learn and it it made that whole process for me a lot easier um, he wasn't interested in sitting in for a couple spells and you know wanted to learn but after a while I kind of prefer to practice on my own only because he doesn't really he's in a point where he doesn't know what to believe in and he does not believe the same beliefs I do so I just didn't feel right to me if he wasn't you know completely believing in what we were doing for example if it was just a simple circle simple spell and he just wasn't fully there uh, and didn't really believe, then I just felt like that energy just wasn't as strong as it could have been. Um, and then there, like, because he didn't fully believe, I kind of felt silly. Like, I felt like the, I was putting on, like, a play or acting. So I prefer to do things on my own. Um, with our first daughter, my mom, we decided to do a blessing while I was pregnant uh, for the baby. And he took part in it, and it was very special. So I was very happy that he was open-minded enough to incorporate our beliefs um, into that with our first child together. Since then, I've done all my practicing on my own still, and all my stuff, all my altar stuff is still packed in my hope chest. So I do have to set it up and then take it back down every time. Just because my girls, they're still little and like to play around with things. 
and also because my mother-in-law watches my children at my house and she is a very strong Christian woman so I just I just keep it all put away for now um, I have a little altar set up next to my bed uh, but it's kind of discreet like you wouldn't exactly know what it is if you're looking at it and you weren't a pagan or wiccan you know another witch now there are little ways of things that I do every day for my practice so one thing is is that I wear my Mjolnir every day and when I go to bed I put it on my little altar that is next to my bed and that is a way for me to honor my gods and also remind myself of my faith my gods and everything that I believe and then every morning I have my cup of coffee and whenever I stir in my creamer I stir it nine times um, the number nine is shows up a lot in Norse mythology so I'm thinking of doing another episode on that but that's why I choose that number and I you know bless my coffee in the morning um, this way I kind of set my intentions for the day as I stir it and ask the gods for their guidance and strength and protection throughout my day I also always have my quartz necklace as well as my snowflake obsidian necklace and for my snowflake obsidian necklace I made this into a protection amulet for myself and I also made both my daughters um, protection protection amulets as well with a stone of their choice and I made those into necklaces for them whenever I have a stressful day I like to come home and light an incense uh, one of the ones I prefer the most is lavender I find it most relaxing and then I'll light a candle and I'll sit at my small altar and try to go through my head of what happened that day, what stressed me out, can I control it, can I not, and try to filter through everything I'm stressed out about in my head and then figure out what I can do or what I should just let go and not let it ruin my mood. And then sometimes I'll sit and I'll talk to the gods or whatever I feel I need in that moment. Just to try to get me to unwind for the rest of the day. Other things I like to do is collect moon water during the full moon. And I always find these really cool jars, like glass jars at the dollar store. And then I'll cleanse them with sage and fill them up with water. And then charge them on the full moon. And I'll always put um, like all my quartz to charge in the full moon as well. And last time I was pretty excited during the full wolf moon. Uh, we had snow. So my moon water was made from the snow that was outside. So that was something uh, exciting for me. We're going to take a quick break and an ad is going to play and once it's over, the episode will continue. I just wanted to say that the reason for these ads is to help support the podcast. You can also choose to do that through the anchor and that link is in the description in this episode. 
Um, I may be working on a Patreon that's still going back and forth through my mind. But thank you guys for sticking through this. And when you're doing your solitary practice, you're not really, most of the time, you're not learning with somebody. You're kind of learning on your own as you go. So you try to find as much resources as you can. A lot of reading, different types of books, even reading online or trying to get tips and advice from other people. But a lot of this journey is learning on your own and figuring out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So it's going to be a lot of trial and error. Um, You're not going to learn without doing, basically. That's how I see it as. So you can read as much as you want, but, you know, you always got to have to practice. And it's not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes along the way. And this is a good time when your book of shadows, if you have one, comes into play because you can take notes of everything you do and things you like and things you don't like and stuff that you learn. You journal it all in here and you can make adjustments. So my advice to you, if you are new on your path, on your journey, whether it be paganism, Wicca, witchcraft, or whatever spiritual journey you are on, And again, this is just my opinion, but I feel you should go with whatever feels right to you. If it doesn't feel right, don't force it, no matter what it may be. For myself, I always felt drawn to nature since I was a kid. I loved animals, camping, just being outside, and that's what led me down the path I am on now. But whether it be your daily practice you know, divination, your spell work. If it doesn't feel right, don't force it. And that's the beauty of this journey, is finding what works for you and what you enjoy. You have so much different resources out there. You don't have to follow one particular book, one set of rules. You pick and choose what you want and you create your own journey. Some feel that they need to pick a deity right away, and you don't. I thought this at first, and it kind of made me jump into a decision of picking a set of deities that I liked, but they just weren't for me. And now that I've been on this path for a while, I'm starting to connect more with the ones that I feel called to. So you don't have to pick right away. You can study for years before you pick your deities. You can not even pick them at all. A lot of people work with different pantheons. So it's whatever feels right to you. You don't have to do spells or, you know, you don't have to create your altar. These are decisions that are up to you on how you want to practice. So do your research. Try new things. Practice and whatever's right will fit with you. And you're never, to me, with this journey, with this path, within paganism and everything, your journey's never over. You're constantly learning, always learning. So don't feel discouraged in the beginning if you don't get everything right away or you don't understand. It's, it's up to you. And then even with making your own spells, they don't have to be perfect. 
They don't have to rhyme. You don't have to have certain ingredients. You can work with what you have. And when you make your own spells, I feel they're that much more meaningful and powerful is when you make them yourself. There's nothing wrong with reading them in a book and looking them up online. But also, if you decide to make your own, you don't have to worry so hard on if it's going to rhyme and if it's going to be completely perfect. It's just kind of like making a recipe, you know, making a stew when you're cooking. You can follow a recipe if you want, but then after a while you kind of tweak it and add some things or take away things to make it just right for you. So it's kind of similar with your spell work. If you are new to this, there's a lot of little things that you can do daily to incorporate into your practice. Simple things as meditating. This does take a lot of practice. Um, some people are good at it. Some people like me are not. Um, my brain is constantly going, so it's hard for me to sit and focus and clear my head. But this is a good thing to practice. You can also charge your crystals or even start collecting them. I know so many of us probably have a handful of shiny different rocks. Um, you can practice divination or even lighting incense and candles. Cleansing your space, you know, like saging your home. Um, gardening. I love to garden. It's very peaceful and you can grow all kinds of herbs that you can use in your daily practice. Um, get out in nature. Go for a walk. Go for a hike. Just get outside and clear your head. Soak up some sunshine. Uh, you could read a book like on the crafts or different deities. You know, just keep increasing your knowledge. Enjoying the moon. Sitting outside and just looking at the moon or... Working with it is a, another great way. There's so much that you can do. And if you're stressed out and having a hard day, you can also incorporate your practice here. And this is also where you can meditate or brew a cup of tea. Um... Lighting candles or incense, especially lavender. I find lavender very relaxing. You can take a bath with essential oils and Epsom salts. Um, practice deep breathing and grounding yourself. Even cleansing your personal area. I find this to be very helpful. Try to rid any negativity. And then going outside also helps with stress getting out in nature, um, doing crafts, drawing, any, any type of witchy type of <laughs> crafts and stuff is always fun. Um, or just like listening to music, calming music. I like to listen to like the sounds of the ocean and waves, um, or sometimes just of nature in general, or finding some other music. I like a lot of like old Norse music that I like to listen to or anything with like the sound of drums. So just sitting there and listening to that kind of like clears my head of everything that's going on. 
right. So I wanted to share some of the questions on Instagram that I had asked you guys and you had shared your responses with me. And when I asked, how do you practice? Well, out of all the votes, all my listeners so far that voted are practicing solitary. Um, I asked your daily practices and some answers I got is meditation every day. Um, stir intentions into my coffee, or I always grab my Mjolnir, put it on if I took it off to sleep, and remind myself to live a life of honor. Um, I voted, and this one got a 50-50, because I asked with your practice if you used a wand, or if you preferred the asame, and that one got a 50-50 answer, so that was interesting. Um... I also asked if you preferred amethyst or rose quartz. And majority vote went to amethyst on this one. And then I asked for tarot or runes. And I'm sure you guys know majority went to runes on this one. But oh, there are a few that also do tarot or even both. And then this has always been an interesting one is full moon or new moon. This one was a very close one, and Full Moon got two more votes than the New Moon. And then I wanted to know elements. And myself, I am born on a cusp of two zodiac signs. So one is fire and one is water, which is interesting. And I find myself drawn to both. Um, but majority we got was fire and then an even split between all the other elements. So I thought this was really interesting because I just wanted to see, you know, what everybody else prefers or is drawn to. So I'll probably be doing more questions like this in the future, so keep an eye out. Well, that is all for this episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry it took so long to release. I'm kind of going through a lot right now. So there may be a little bit longer gap in between releases of episodes. But um, I hope you guys just keep listening and enjoy. Thanks. Due to some recent events I wanted to share with you guys. Um, if you are even considering leaving this earth because of depression or whatever you're going through, please reach out for help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. Again, that is 800-273-8255. I personally have family history of mental health problems within a lot of my family. I have had a lot of family members who have been suicidal. So please, if you're feeling this way, please reach out to somebody. Speak to somebody. You're not a burden. You know, you are you are special. And it's never too late to, you know, try to turn things around or make a better life for yourself. There are people that care about you even if you may not realize it. So please, speak to somebody, talk to somebody.